Welcome back to another episode of Tolerable Discussions. In this episode, we will be talking about writing style and how Jane Austen wrote this amazing novel. I am your host, Amani, and let's get started. Now, I think it's fair to say that I have seen the Keira Knightley movie, Pride and Prejudice, over 15 times in the last year. So even before reading the book, I kind of already know how the characters are supposed to sound. I have an idea of how the characters look. So reading this book was a lot easier for me than what I'm hearing other people say. A lot of people are telling me that this book is boring to them, but I think it's because the book is very chaotic in the writing style. First thing I want to touch up on are the letters. There are a few letters in this book, Mr. Darcy's letter to Jane taking up about three to four pages and it being ongoing event after event. Implementing letters into this text makes it more personal to me. I loved reading what Mr. Darcy had to say because it was really him expressing his feelings for Jane and putting vulnerability on the line. Literally, this man who seemed so closed opened up to her in a letter, which spoke to her as well because, you know, they already they already had a conversation on how much they enjoyed both reading and writing. So I loved that. I think letters are very personal and they should be used more to express any type of emotion. I think it's easier to write down emotions than to say them. And you see this with Mr. Darcy and Jane's character. Also, I'm a big history person and Prior to reading this book, I already knew a few things about Jane Austen. So Jane Austen, her sisters burned most of her letters before she died or after she died. And um, we don't really know too much about Jane Austen and how she was as a person because of this. So just letters being implemented in her work and then seeing what happens after her passing is just kind of, it's kind of a fun fact. It's kind of ironic to hear Moving on to irony. Irony is probably the biggest writing style used in this book more than any other literary device. Irony is used to describe each character, describe situations, and describe how the reader will perceive each character. For example, Mr. Bennett. He is a jokester. He likes to mimic his wife, play with her. He likes to use irony to agree but in a sarcastic way and it's really nice to hear because this book isn't boring it's a very playful book and with the addition of irony you find so much about you find out so much about these characters um the irony between all of the sisters relationships love relationships um especially elizabeth there's a lot of irony of her saying she rather not marry for money but marry for love but then she ends up marrying the man who has the most money and ends up falling in love with him someone she thought she would never you know a lot of irony in the story it's really fun to hear like I read to like I said um so yeah Jane Austen implementing this into her book it just makes the book that much better to read it's not a cold case book it doesn't have event after event you get to read the characters feelings and you learn more about the characters and they kind of she kind of leaves it to be you create the character yourself you fill in the blanks yourself which is another writing device she uses 
There's not a lot of detail in this book if you read. We don't really know how each character looks. We just know that Jane is very pretty. Elizabeth is a tolerable woman. And Darcy is probably a very good looking man. Bingley looks nice and cleaned up. Mr. Collins is probably looking very creepy. We can kind of fill in the blanks for ourselves, which is a really nice thing to do when you're reading this book. The only real descriptions we have are descriptions that are important to Elizabeth. When she describes Pemberley, Mr. Darcy's house, she is elated. She's describing how gorgeous it is and it's just this upfront building, which is a side we've never really seen to Elizabeth prior because she's not focused on the materialistic things and money and wealth. She values character more, which makes you think that Pemberley might be a metaphor towards Mr. Darcy himself. The way she describes Pemberley is the way she really feels about Darcy. And it isn't until she sees him at Pemberley, which is his house, and, to, and that's where she finally realizes that she does love this man and how similar they are. So yeah, paying attention to detail is something that you get to fill in yourself in this book. Um, another thing, dialogue. There's not much detail in how people look in their dialogue. The dialogue is also very chaotic. Um, one of the things I enjoyed the most about the book is right after Lydia buys her bonnet, how she just rambles on and keeps rambling and rambling and rambling about the soldiers and about the bonnet and about how she's feeling. And it's just continuous. It's very chaotic. You really don't know when one person when one person starts to speak and when another ends topics are jumped one from one lady catherine was a very difficult character to read every time she spoke i had to reread it a couple times to understand what she was saying because she's being rude and sneaky and trying to be slick with her mouth not knowing that elizabeth is catching every single lick of slickness she is spitting and it's just it's fun it's a fun book to read um and you can see it through all of their quotes I mean, mostly I read the book just to hear Darcy speak, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, but through all the characters, you learn so much, but you also implement whatever you want to think about the characters. When I read about Mr. Collins, I know that he's an arrogant man, and he is one of those men that just view women as objects. Again, this book doesn't really hint on like sexual objects, but an object as like a tree would be an object. Me, personally, when I'm reading the book, I imagine him as being, you know, not very hygienic. He doesn't really take good care of himself. He thinks of himself very highly, but he doesn't look very highly. He's lacking self-worth, but instead he's filling it in with ego and pride. So again, very interesting. Um... A rule, or not a rubric, a thesis I would have for this book. I didn't know if there was a prompt, but this is the thesis I thought of. Um, in the novel Pride and Prejudice, Austin portrays the story of self-growth through the complex characters to show the change in society. And examples of this would be probably the most obvious examples. The change of Elizabeth, her going from probably one of the most relatable 
people of the book to a woman who kind of confines to society at the end of the day. She does get what she wants. She does actually fall in love, but not after a really big tug with herself. Trial and error she had to go through. Another example would be Mr. Darcy himself. He changed a lot. He was a very closed man, kind of a jerk at first, um, spoke his mind because he thought his mind was superior to everyone else's until Jane challenged his mind. Mr. Darcy being a very observant man, um, and you just change with them. And you see how at the end of the day, we see these characters change, but they still conform to society at the end. Um, Elizabeth and Darcy being probably the two most complex characters of the book. We could compare it to Jane and Mr. Bingley, but they aren't as complex. They are the same character, just in two different genders, two different situations that are easily falling in love. In a book like this, it's easy to have fun. It's easy to get lost in the book. It's easy to fall in love and both hate these characters. And I hope that to whoever is listening sees my perspective of how fun and playful this book can be. Hopefully, if you didn't think so, maybe you can go back and read a few of those quotes and think about that a little more deeply. Think about the symbolism of writing letters at this time. Obviously, it's normalized during this time period, but Darcy could have just talked to her in person, but it both shows their character and how they felt about each other at the time. And um, overall, this chaotic, playful mess is something that I highly enjoy to listen to. And I hope you did also. Thank you for listening. And stay tuned for our next episode where we talk about Darcy and love.